Welcome back. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Matt Hurley. It is episode 11. Today is Sunday, June the 26th, and I'm joined by Milwaukee musician Ian McCullough. goes by the stage name Cullough that you can look up on Spotify and all sorts of platforms. Ian, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's a pleasure and an honor. Yes, and I've changed the batteries this time. So we've uh, we've tried this. Fresh. Yes. There are four minutes we might put up front. We'll see. I feel but the power. It feels it feels right now. So and it, it looks great. Yeah. If it die if it dies again, then it's meant not meant to be. That's not meant to be. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, no, I appreciate you doing this. So, how long have you been a musician for? Because I've known you. So I've known mm. you for like since twenty two thousand nine. We met? Yeah, freshman year. Yeah. McCormick Hall. Yeah, McCormick Hall. We, we ran the most efficient presidency in the history of the world. I mean, you ran the presidency. I just no. helped <laughs> I just helped some of the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so I um I ran for president of McCormick Hall and Ian was so gracious to walk around with me and play a campaign song and just basically walk into people's room and riff on what they had and then be like, Vote today at four PM <laughs> and that's what it worked. Yeah, it, it worked. We put two I, hours in, and that was and that was it. Well, I have to say, I probably I you know it helps to know the president because then there was a fest, a little festival that we ran, right? Or you ran, McCormick Fest or McCormick Day or something like that. Oh yeah, did you play that? Yeah, and then you you had me that perform. Awesome. You, you were paid. doing McCormick Day, and then you yeah. then you played for RJ or D two that year, right? Yeah, and Method Man, the RJ D two. That might have been... Or was that sophomore That year? might have been 2008, or was that 2009? No, I was there when you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play for this this dude down at the rave, and then you said it was Method Man, and, like, I didn't know yeah. who Method Man was back then. And, like, Method Man and Red Man. Yeah. They, came, they, were, they were on tour together. But, yeah, I mean, I think you hooked it up. You gave me some, like, 100 bucks a Visa gift card or something like that. Oh. Like, for McCormick Day. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, that wasn't... That was McCormick that did that. Yeah. But, yeah. I was like, hell, Yeah. Yeah, well, you already so at that time. How many albums did you did you have at that point? Let's see, if it was two thousand and nine, that would have only been um, three or four albums. I started right. in two thousand six. But you're so now. How old are you? Thirty one now. Thirty one. Yeah. So how many albums have you you've released? I've done sixteen. Right. So every year on his birthday, you release. Yeah, April twenty seven. Yeah. Something's happening. Right, and you put it out. So the cool thing you do is you just put it out for free on your yeah. different platforms on your website. So your website's just color.com. People can look that up for your tour dates. So you're on. That's you're on tour right now. Yeah, correct. We, like we played Lower Fells Point, Slancha last night in Baltimore here, and then we played what is it, up in the theater district. I guess you call. It. Oh, uh, so Mount, so then you played up uh, at Charm, Charm City, City Mead yeah. Work, which is a near. It's like near Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon, right? right. Yeah, that's a great. I mean. If you like Mead at all, it's a great it, place to uh, check Mead out. Mead actually was pretty impressive, not going to lie. Yeah. Like, Mead is hit or miss for me, but that one was delicious. Yeah, it was. Oh, and every and you could try a bunch of different ones in there. I, really, yeah, really I tried like there. four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was so... When you, when you are on tour places, do you typically work alone, or do, do you work with, like, bands in the area? Like, so... For your shows this weekend, for example, like, you Saturday was just you, and then Friday you had, like, a couple other bands... Well, it depends on the deal with the venue. Like the there was a guarantee deal at Slancha, so they they offered money up front for. So I don't the place like that in a. Uh, you didn't feel the need to like bring other bands to like promote it within the scene or whatever. It yeah, was. I, I mean that's just the name of the game. They're in an area in Baltimore that doesn't need extra draw. They don't care about draw. Right. They're they're, they're you know they're purely booking for entertainment for the people that there are customers that already exist right whereas mead works when we played there on friday 
those types of shows or uh, music or venues across, you know, in Cleveland and we're playing Philly tonight and like their venues that are for music and like they need local musicians to draw people to be able to draw if I don't have a draw as a touring musician right within that um, area so you're just old, or so how long have you been getting it because like, I mean you've been producing albums for a long time but then you decided to start doing it you know live so what was that like you know to first like get yeah. up and do that and then now you're doing this tour you know what's that yeah I mean it's been a long time coming I mean I I, I went to I've been composing music for quite some time but then in 2015 I think it was I decided to go full-time music by and then by doing that i because you were an engineer you were an engineer yeah, we, at met, the time. we met at marquette and i was studying computer engineering and i like spent a year or two coding and doing web development and then i worked for this you know web development firm and i was like i, I just couldn't handle it man i like them telling me when i could wake up when i where i should go what you know well and you when, had the your music career kind of pulling you too yeah and so i was yeah, yeah and I already had fans emailing me being like never stop oh my god you, just, you saved my life all these crazy things and i was just like holy shit so you already had so many albums by that you know by yeah that by point. 2015 yeah i mean that's nine albums so i so then I decided to go full time, and I went to Trinity College in Dublin, Ireland. I was like, "All right, let me go." So you finished up in Marquette in 2013. <laughs> yes, perfect. Genius. Such a smart decision. And when you so no, that allowed me to pivot full time to music. You were I, you were a um, you weren't an electrical engineer. You were a computer computer. Engineer, right? Yeah. Right. So that's your bachelor's, and then a couple of years later, then after trying some work, you decided to go to music full bore by going yep. to Ireland. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And where'd you go in Ireland? Ireland. Dublin, Trinity College in Dublin. Okay, is that like how old is that? Is it? I mean, dude, Dublin, <coughs> the Trinity College. Trinity College is like just a short name. It's like our, like our Lady something something of Queen Elizabeth the First Trinity College in Dublin. The outer wall in Trinity is like from like the fourteen hundreds or thirteen hundreds or wow. something. Yeah, That's amazing. It, I mean, this, it's like straight Harry Potter shit. Oh yeah, I'm sure it looks. Yeah, did you wear a cloak and walk around? No, no, but they would. Yeah. People don't now. I mean, everyone was well dressed for sure. It's right. like it's definitely a a fancy or fancy college or posh. They say over there, it's more a posh college than some right. other ones. And what did you so? All right, so you went to Ireland. Then what did you? What was your major technically in? Uh, it was a master's of philosophy in music and media technologies. Okay. That was technically, it. but it's all in Latin. I don't know everything. We the, the whole degree just says yeah, Latin. It could say it could say the, whatever. Yeah, it's all. I don't know, but that. It, it was and a how hybrid. long was that? How long were you in Ireland for? It was three semesters, so I was there for about two years. Okay, uh, and it uh, it was a hybrid electrical engineering and fine arts thing. So they they got some professors from the electrical engineering department to come teach about the physics and electroacoustics and stuff. But then they and permit for music product music production. Yeah. But then they have some fine arts people that would teach music theory and instrumentation and orchestra and all well, that Well, that sounds right up your alley especially with yeah. the background of being in into engineering but then oh, also I was music. scoping up this place and that's for your, a while. I mean, your 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 parents too are like that combination as well like you have a musical mm-hmm. side and then you're right isn't then you're yeah your dad's yeah dad he, he did a computer science at Marquette yeah oh wow the yeah. long McCullough family <laughs> <laughs> I, my, my great uncle John McCullough had a scholarship there. Like my all, all of the seventeen of my grandpa's kids on my mom's side all went to Marquette. All, all nine of my dad's side went to Marquette. Both my grandparents, both sides, went met at You're like the Weasleys Marquette. of Marquette. 
I applied late. I was like, I didn't want to go. I wanted to go to somewhere else. And then I was like, well, I should probably apply. And I applied probably like two months after the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> and they still accepted They're me. Like, yes. The, the acceptance course. letter was like, we see that Mark. Ket values run long into your family history. That was like literally the opening line. Oh yeah, dude. But, so they were like, "Yeah, you. Of course you can come. We'll it's take crazy your money." Your mom's one of seventy. That's like, it's amazing. Yeah, blows people's and minds. Music- and that's the musical, right? Like that's the music. Yeah, they. Were, I mean, my grandpa on my dad's side was he collected vinyl and he loved twenties and thirties big band music and stuff. So they were they are they're fans of music and my uncle is like goes out to shows all the time on that side but they don't they don't play music or compose or stuff my grandpa and grandma on my mom's side composed sacred music and my grandpa was a published poet and stuff and loved literature and music and they would be making music all the time my old the eldest son uh, on that side my uncle steve that has dedicated his entire life to music and poetry he's like 60 something like is he like a big mentor to you for music he taught me some things for sure i i mean i would have some lessons with him more recently in these last few years um and he was a choir director um so i kind of went under i went into the choir and i learned a lot a shit ton i would think i'm like hot shit coming knowing some random shit about ancient greek or like or like like old Catholic stuff. Right, he's just, just got you beat. Yeah, he's and I'll be like, circled. I'll be like, oh no way, he knows this is like deep Wikipedia shit. And I come come with some knowledge, and, and like, he would son. know everything. Yeah, right. And he knew it like he could speak it in Latin, and he knew the context, and he knew the his, the year, the date. And this dude doesn't. This dude has filing cabinets of orchestra orchestral com- compositions. Like he he's written so many music, so much music. He just told me like during COVID, he made like a, th- a thousand. Um, sonnets, wow, and shit like he's Those just a poem. That's like a type. Yeah, it's of a type of poem. It's like yeah. a haiku. Yeah, there's a specific. It's like 15. I got some jokes that I'll say like hey, I got a haiku. You want me to read it? And it's just like a kind of a dumb one liner. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, the haiku. He, I don't know if he's super. He's super into like Western shit. Like haikus. He's older. He's old school. Like if it if it ain't rooted in in like English or Greek or. Latin German or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Like then it's not that's not worth his time. It's not. It's probably not good. He's just like a very specific focus, kind of. Yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. of that of that. So, do you ilk when you were so when you were and went to grad school, getting your master's? Was it all course based, or did you have to do like a thesis at the end? Type oh yeah, we thing? had to do a thesis, dude. We had to did it, and it How was. Long, a, do you have like a you got so you got a thesis out there yeah, somewhere? It's, yeah, it's, I have you a, should put it on color dot com, dude. I probably should. Yeah. 100 <laughs> pdf like, yeah dude i've, I've I thought it. about this dude i took i spent so much time on it. it's called meditension it was basically i took an eeg okay you, you nice. know this yeah yeah well, yeah i, th- yeah, I, th- I think i took it this, this game that the eeg that was used for this game called and it had a composite like score x and y of like yeah. meditation and attention and you know it's not really a right just based on ex- like electrical yeah like it's a composite it's like some proprietary composite but they were using real medical medical chips that right. in their in their game um, but I just hacked you it just go work for um, Neuralink dude <laughs> yeah I mean that'd be crazy what's up Elon yeah <laughs> but I basically I I had those two inputs live be fed into uh, a program that I wrote that would control Ableton live uh, and trigger four themes of like different emotions th- that were modular music that could be like kind of 
moved in between and they would all kind of meld together so it's like a mod yeah four modular themes that would be triggered by this eeg and then i would perform each of these um, four themes oh my uh, God. like live <laughs> and in front of the audience and it was inspired very inspired by alvin lucier uh, this this composer who did it with uh he did it before in the 60s and 70s but he he just had the eeg s signal directly go into an amplifier and then and, just and he had speakers that go into all these he literally like he had like a he had like a sea of snare drums and he had all these speakers go to it and so he had to go into delta uh waves like which is like the deep meditation right, the only right. thing the only part of the eeg from my understanding when i did my research that is like we can actually make sense of and be like oh he must be meditating how everything big, how else big is your class like, there i mean you got your one you got your, like 20 people something okay, like that and everyone doing just these like they're all irish though for the most part everyone doing like this type of you know yeah they're all human doing crazy brain shit. interface but okay. not, not brain stuff but like someone did a ferrous liquid ferrous metal uh okay, thing so with an array of damn. of electromagnets how long was the pro program three semesters so how is that like Two, two years, years two, two years. years okay just under two years and that's so i mean at that point you got a bunch of albums but i mean you're doing everything studio you're doing you know i mean and i used the studio i recorded trinity right. the album trinity 2016 brady cardia and comfort to you which are some of my more successful songs like brady cardia is a great yeah band. recorded and wrote and in, in uh in dublin well that's awesome. it, in their in the trinity studio it wasn't it was it was you know they had nicer gear right for sure but the, they were always moving they were always moving the music people from place to place and stuff. It was definitely not uh, the most funded or most um, well of compared to some of the other programs there. Sure, sure. Like the they were but always it still like, allowed you to really like because then after that point, then you get back to Milwaukee and you're committed to being like okay, I'm, yeah, I'm not getting an engineering job. I'm going to be just absolutely a, just an artist. I would musician. travel around with the Trad Trinity Trad Society whenever they would go out and play like Irish traditional musical fiddles oh, that's and awesome. stuff and. While and you were in school, you would you would do that. Yeah, I would just go around with them because they would always do bar crawls with the. So you really started stuff. the live stuff in Ireland, and then you kept it going with open mics. Yeah, and I did open, my first open mic was in was in Dublin. That's awesome. And I don't remember where I have to look up um, the place where I where I did it, uh, but it was. Uh, it's been a while since I had to recall that memory, but the yeah, that was the first one, and then we came back, and I'm pretty sure I was with you, and we went to open mics in Milwaukee. I and feel like that, we went, where yeah. did we go? Uh, Lineman's. Lineman's first, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lineman's was the first spot. That's and such a great music Miramar spot in Milwaukee. And, if you're ever in Milwaukee, that's a great... Yeah, Lineman's. Yeah. For touring I mean, River musicians. West is a great, yeah. River West is a great neighborhood, but specifically Lineman's is a crown jewel yeah, in that Yeah, touring musicians that come to Milwaukee, Bremen and Lineman's, those are good ones to, to yeah. reach out to. Does Bremen still do comedy there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah every Monday. Nice. I did my first comedy uh, set a few months ago I and that's a nice someone, place they got a room kind of set back where you can where you where they have the shows and yeah, everything, right? yeah. it bremen bremen is <laughs> you know it's it's a staple let's just say that All right it's a it's a staple so how was that coming back from ireland and then getting into the because first you were just you were doing open mics but then quickly you transitioned into playing like with when did you have the com comrades pretty much yeah 2017 was when i first started performing like straight up so it took me about maybe six months like um, oh no! Well, you know what? I think we were doing open mic mics before, before I went right to to Ireland or no? No, I think it, I mean I think it was after that. We, at least me and you started going yeah. together. That's when you, yeah. Then you pushed me to go. I, the first mic I ever did was at Miramar, and it was like a 
mixed, you know, they put poetry, music, and then That's a beautiful comedy. theater there, Miramar, the Miramar. Yeah, it's really cool. It's cool, yeah. Remember, yeah, Milwaukee, it's a great one to check out. But yeah, I mean, I just, I just was like, you know, I'm done with these open mics. After a while, I started to feel confident. I'm like, I need to do real shows. Um, and, you know, those were brutal, too. Like, we started with the Up and Under and the Fire and Water, these places that are like, you know, the classic where anyone can book them pretty much. Right. And, uh, There's Up and Unders, but I think Up and Under is finally closed. Most of those places are now gone Ugh. after COVID. Uh, but they're new things now. Right. They're different new things. New things pop up. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're you know, but those were great. I mean, they had a comedy open mic on like Thursdays. That was that was wild. Like the up and under, like was run by. I I mean, yeah, I mean, I was surprised how it lasted that long. To be totally honest, right? Yeah, it didn't seem yeah because like Geo just ran it, and that dude was. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, there was. It's like a place where there's no, no door on the bathroom stall. You know what I mean? Right. You got to go quick. (laughs) Yeah. Don't take. Keep your eyes peeled. Number one is all good. Number two, go next door. And then, so you start doing live shows. You're obviously, I mean, you're well established in the Milwaukee scene. Like you get, so 88, if you're ever in Milwaukee, 88.9 is a great radio station to check out because they play, you know, local bands, but then also like their commercials are for local businesses too. But so then you yeah, eventually establish a relationship with 88.9, right? Like a little, yeah, a little you know. bit. They're, I mean, yeah, they, they have uh, for whatever music rails and music business and stuff that's in Milwaukee, 88.9 has a place. They're a, I believe they are a non-commercial licensed radio station. So they, yeah, they they rely on fundraisers and and right. grants and uh, and and stuff. And and now you're touring. Now you're touring around doing these runs of one week, four days, and yeah. Like, May, what do you want? So, what yeah. do you, you want to say? Because we had, to, I think, unfortunately, that was when the um, it died. But do you want to say, you know, what you're currently doing right now and where you're at in your tour and stuff? Yeah, we're almost. We're I'd say we're past the halfway point for sure. Um, we we're doing. 14 days on tour, 10 shows. Um, and I think we have one, two, three. I so think it's we only Sunday, have three June left. 26th. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to put this out like today at some point after you after you guys leave. So you're playing in Philadelphia Tonight in the fire in Philadelphia with mob blues. Definitely check like the out. younger brother band, yep. younger brothers band and love tap tunes. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped. Not gonna lie. All these bands are Philadelphia like a great incredible city. talent. So those are my favorite things when, when there's like, like in Baltimore here on Friday, there was some incredible talent that were playing. Like you get to expand your network and meet some cool people. And then when they're coming through Milwaukee, then you can, you know, I I mean, I always offer because they usually hook it up here and bring their draw. And it's like, all right, well, you know, tit for tat, try, you know, like, and that's what, I mean, I've, I've been building up my karma on that by like musicians coming through Milwaukee already on tour. I always would like, that's why I love running the open mic. You just, you know, you get to meet the community and try to like build up each other's art yeah, and, that's and the name network. Of the and yeah. And when I hit people up on tour, like, uh, especially, yeah, I mean, yeah, when I hit people up and I tell them I'm on tour and I'm doing, people are pumped and like, it gets me excited because they're excited and they're like, well, right. we, you know, they're like, wow, we appreciate that you appreciate our music and we appreciate you. So do you find venues uh, through the bands basically? Like when you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to Philadelphia, you first look at venues or you first look for. Well, bands? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I mean, I, I'm my strategy is always changing. This is the first like big tour, like more than more than a you know a stretch of four or five days, uh, where I've booked it all myself, and so my strategies are changing, you know, as they go because I'm learning. Right. Uh, so I wouldn't consider myself an expert in DIY tours, but uh, you're taking a crack at a real, this yeah, is a real shot at the, it right here. What I realized is it's better to have a bill, a good bill of music 
right. before you go to the venues. But sometimes I'll, I, I, what I've done is just reach out to the venues right away because some of them will bite without any local support. Right. And so I'll just, I'll just do that first. And then if someone bites, that I'll opens be like, the door, right? Yeah, then I'll be like, oh, sweet. Okay, now I got that. Now I can kind of like relax a little bit and find some local support. Um, take my time with that uh, while I, because I also have 10 other dates to, to do. Right. And, uh, but it's always better. It seems to be always better to have the local support already, already, um, already interested and available to perform because you can come to a good venue like solid local venue right with with a bill and they will say yes it like for for example for indianapolis i came to them with a bill cleveland i came to them with a bill and those are upcoming yet uh the cleveland we already did uh okay. indianapolis is up and is on thursday at the hoosier dome okay. and that's uh june 30th at hoosier dome but yeah, they were just like, wow, this is so easy. This is so great. Like in the in, in any industry, like you want things to be easy. You want to make it right. easy for everybody. Like, Especially as an upcoming artist, like yeah. you want it to be networking too, where you're, you know. If I if I should put a good show on, the people come out, make it's good for the venue, it's good for the bands, it's good for everybody, then that reflects, uh, you know, that's a reflection yeah. of me. Right. You know, and and how I do my business. And right. so like, it's important to, to make it easy for everybody. <laughs> do you see yourself staying in Milwaukee for a long time yet? I, I mean, mean so your tour and you're based out of Milwaukee. You're going to be base, doing these you know. tours, but do you see? Because like you've spent like some time in New York. Do you or you know? Do you think about the coast or anything like that, or is that not important yeah, Milwaukee, at this point? Milwaukee is not the end place for for me for sure when it comes to like business. It I don't know. <clears throat> I like I love it. It's my home. It's where my family is. I would love to invest into Milwaukee when I can, uh, but right now it's really elsewhere that it's calling me. Like. Right, yeah. So, what's the that be the next kind of transition? Is what are some upcoming things you're excited about, like either yeah. in your business tours, or what are you working man. on? Yeah. I mean, more, the more tours, and I'm uh, and I'm working on a couple businesses in music tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, one called Firebird, named after my album. So, music protocol for to try to solve and automate derivative works with music and do stem mixing. Um, and try, right, we you touch know, a little bit on that. Yeah, and then and then the other one is called Free Music Land. Free Music dot Land, and is the website. And, and that's, that's for, like blockchain and music kind of combined. That's to yeah, the I mean, layperson, like <laughs> to me. The blockchain doesn't matter for pe- for the layperson. To be totally honest, it's just like right. if they want to know about it, they can. But it's just a better technology that's up and coming. Like these things are should just be. They're We're supporting fun. the artists basically versus some of the more conventional platforms that are out there. Yeah, Free Music Land is just a peer to peer music licensing platform. So if you want, if you're a musician and you want to get, uh, or you know, you have any sort of music. Like, and you want to get it in a film or a video game or whatever, and you want to be able to issue licenses to people of your music, that's what Free Music Land does. It's just, it just allows, allows you to issue your licenses of the works that you own. And we don't own it. We don't, we, we never would, we ne- I never want to own someone. Like, I don't want to make a label. I have no desire to. I, I want to releasing everything yourself like, like you have. I just want to facilitate the transactions. I want to be the person that can right. facilitate those. Th- and and basically issue licenses. There's a bunch of other companies that do good work with that, but there's some things that that I like some novel aspects that you can yeah that do. I feel like that I know and that I want to be able to uh, do for myself, and so might as well do it at scale for other people. I realize like because people in the Milwaukee scene or people even here like in Baltimore, I'm talking to I'm talking to people that and I'm telling them a little bit about. Well, music your business, business yeah, and their right. mind, their eyes open. They're like, "What?" And they have no right. fucking because everyone's so focused on the art. Yeah, you know, especially they, when you're an yeah. upcoming person. Like for me personally, like I'm 
only trying to put on shows, put on mics, just so I can get you know obviously better Absolutely. at it, network with it, and it's like so much that work, man. There. Yeah. Like people, especially in the early stage, for sure. Like I've already done fifteen albums, so I'm feeling now. I'm like, you know what? Let me like chill, not make fourteen songs every year now. Because <laughs> well, you have such a good discography. Which like so yeah. last night and yeah and Friday. I mean, you had two great shows where you were doing. You were on the keys, and then you also had a, a guitar set. You did two forty-five minute sets last night of all original music, which. You know, yeah, is I mean, it common when you're when you're out at the bars I mean, listening to a band? Three hours is it's like a standard for a lot of breweries. They'll book, be like, "All right, we need you for three hours," or, or like a festival, or like right. like like a, when you're background noise. But it's usually a few few sets. But I've done three hours. I can do th- like of music. It's not great, but just honing but, that live, you know, and and getting your name out there and just having the the discography like a bunch of you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, we could have played a lot more than we played yesterday. Um, but yeah, the whole good just point your is name like, out there. And the, it's really a, number step number one is make great art. Like any like I you I can you can talk about music business all day, and that's what I love to talk about more recently. But like it, it it's uh it's already assumed you have good it's getting art out there and doing it, good. yeah, yeah exactly. like you you have that's literally step number one. So like you can if you want to get into music business with your own music and you don't spend time on your music or or like getting better at your instrument or your craft then you're going to have a hard time with your own music but you could still learn about the business and you can help other people that maybe have good art that like you know but art is number one exactly like that if you don't have that box checked you got to focus on you, that that's yeah. the number one thing to do and i feel like i've been focused on that for the past 15 years right like doing that and i feel confident now exactly. that i have now that i your have portfolio yeah, is, yeah i have yeah, a portfolio for itself yeah exactly which you can find on spotify any sort of anywhere color.com yeah Great albums. Uh, yeah. My, I think my favorite album is uh, "Color of the Wild." If I was going to suggest yeah. to a listener to just like put one on and give it a, give it a yeah, try, yeah, that's a cl- that's a good that's yeah. a good solid classic. Yeah, I should get that one on vinyl. That one. Oh, that definitely. Would be, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, all right. So you have Philadelphia tonight, and then what are the other ones coming up on just this? And then uh, Cincinnati at the Comet on Tuesday on the twenty eighth, and then and that's with three great uh, musicians, Le- um, Maria. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I just woke up. There's a lot yeah, of names. It's all right. I, I, if I say all them, right, so Cincinnati, and then <laughs> and then, and then uh, Thursday at the Hoosier Dome. All right, hell yeah. With uh, <laughs> yeah, with all one. sorts of bands, dude. I'm my like it's been yeah. We're 10 out here days. in the heat. We're on a hot roof it's right been now. Ten shows hear. with like three or four bands each show. I'm doing all the tour management. I'm doing all the advances. I'm oh, like yeah. organizing everything. Oh yeah, and I have to perform and like and like do all this stuff. And so. It's a lot. To, after, it's a lot to after manage like for day sure, especially five for the or longest six, one. After day five or six, I was like, you know what? Things. Th- I would. I feel like less urgency with things. It's totally. Just, you know what I mean? Well, dude. I mean, <laughs> I, like I said, yeah. I mean, I've known you since two thousand nine. I've you know, we, you know, we're good friends. We lived together for a period of time. But you're a great musician, yeah. and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. So, number one place you could check out Ian is on his website, Cullah.com, C-U-L-L-A-H. And yeah, any, anywhere yeah, you listen to music, there's all sorts of great stuff. So, Ian, thank you very much dude, for doing this. Fucking fantastic. Cheers. Thank you.